Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. It is a new day to shine. How are you doing today, Millhouse? I'm doing pretty good. Happy are, to be here. Are you ready for 2021? Yeah, buddy. Are you ready for 2021? I'm ready, dude. I'm absolutely fucking ready. I think after last year, 2020 was a very tumultuous year that had a lot of people down. I know I had my moments where I felt pretty depressed. It wasn't anything consistent. You know, it might have been for like a day or two I felt that way. But I feel a renewed fire. I woke up today. It's New Year's Day. And I know now that there is something that I'm trying to do in life. So I figured why not do an episode today to kind of inspire myself into feeling good. We have a little setup if you're watching the video on YouTube with this American flag behind us and the desk and this very nice gift that Millhouse got me <laughs> of uh, the Poptimist in a frame. So I figured this is the perfect thing for a set. Now I'm going to be trying to do some solo episodes in addition to my normal interview style episodes that we put up. So yeah, I mean, these are going to be kind of random. I don't even know what I'm going to be really talking about. Um, today I planned out just a little bit, some of the things I wanted to talk about, and it was mainly about it being a new year. Time to embrace change, all that good stuff. Yeah, change is coming. It's always coming. Oh, yeah. Change is never good up front. It's never good right away. On the back end, it's always way better. Change is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a good thing to change it like the beginning of the year. Keep momentum from the last year and just kind of push forward, embrace the new. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I, I know for myself, the first thing I was kind of thinking was yesterday is gone. 2020 doesn't matter. We're still living in this world of fucking coronavirus and it sucks of having to wear a mask, of having to be socially distant. I mean, my grandma, she's 81 and in a nursing home. And on Christmas day, we went, it was like 20 degrees. We just, we had to stand, stand outside like her window to see her. And I know this is for everybody around the world is kind of going through the, the same thing. It's like, can you imagine being 81 and being in a nursing home right now? You're towards the end of your life, and this is, this is it. This is the, the back half of it. The last little leg of it is spent lying in a bed all day, seeing your family members through a window. It's very sad. I couldn't imagine being an elderly person right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty fortunate to be young during this pandemic and being healthy. Yeah, because also young people are less at risk for coronavirus. I mean, we both had it and we were fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some older people are fine with it too. Is it, my grandma was, yeah, my grandma or my great aunt, it was fine with it, mm -hmm. you know, and she's in her eighties. She had it and she mm -hmm. was fine with it. But some older people that have like, were bad off from other health conditions just, you know, it sucks. Well, talking to older people in 2020, the one thing they always said is that these are the strangest times I've ever experienced. And that fucking says something, dude, where yeah. it's like you're two generations removed for them. And they're saying, I've never experienced times like these. Yeah, there's an old man that I used to go to church with growing up who recently passed away, non-coronavirus related. But he fought mm -hmm. in World War II. 
And he said that this is the strangest time that he's ever encountered in his life. Well, it's a great time of uncertainty. Yes. Uh, between the election happening. Yeah. COVID, all of the shutdowns, fucking Mitch McConnell bitching out and not doing the $2,000 stimulus and saying it's socialism for the rich. It's like these fucking politicians have no idea what it's like to be a normal person in today's world. They're so used to it and they're so comfortable in the way that they've been living. And it's both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. It's not any one side or any one person. They're all fucked. It's like they don't, they're out of touch with the normal struggles that the American people face. And how can you lead people, not rule over them? Because that's what it's. 2020 really revealed is that they were ruling over us. Yeah. Um, how can you lead people from that perspective when you don't have a perspective of the American people are struggling, the American people are hurting? You and I were both very lucky in 2020 that we were able to, our lives changed greatly because we're both musicians. Yes. And it affected our work because we have work that's related to uh, the live music industry and being in Nashville and all of that. And that went away, um, or at least a big bulk of it. But we, in the end, we really locked out because we just figured it out. And it's important that moving forward, uh, you always have to be adaptable. Yeah. And this place really changed when coronavirus hit. A lot of people left. I mean, even just the feel of the way it feels out there now versus how it felt last year. Yeah. It's completely different. But I'd say the same thing for the world in general. Yeah. I mean... This whole thing has really been like 9-11. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's more drastic than that. Maybe it, who knows how long this is going to go on for? Because remember at the start of this, they told us two weeks to flatten the fucking curve. 14 days to flatten the curve. 14 days. Fuck you. And I get it. They want people to be safe and all that. But when you have politicians like Nancy Pelosi, who got caught on video, maskless in a hair salon... At the beginning of it. Well, well it, it was, was towards it, the, it was towards the beginning of it. It was more recent than that. It was within in the past three or four oh, months. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, her house got vandalized. Really? Someone wrote two K on her um on her garage door, and they, here Google it. Google the story. We'll talk about it. Um, and they vandalized her property and they put a severed pig's head. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Shit is getting real. Well, it's like you're seeing all these people freak out, like the Nashville thing that just happened recently. Did you hear about Lexington? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, You're referring to the Nashville bomber? Yes. On Christmas Day? Yes. Which is fucked. Yeah, that is fucked. But uh, the Lexington had something similar, but it didn't happen. They were able to... Oh, okay. So the article says... Um, Pelosi's San Francisco home vandalized with graffiti apparent pig's head. So, look, look at the picture. Scroll down and describe what you see in the picture. Oh, there's a ton of stuff on the garage. It says, can- 2K, cancel rent, rent, we want everything. And an A with an ex- uh, a with a circle around it. That means, that's an anarchy yeah, symbol. Yeah. Um, and they, they spray painted. Oh, so the pig's head is on the ground and there's like a trail of blood. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. You know what? Look, I, I don't support anyone vandalizing someone else's property because this is america but all i'm gonna say is i'm not mad at it dude 
because these fucking politicians are out of control and they need to be afraid of the American people. That is not a threat if the FBI is listening. I don't want anyone <laughs> to do anything crazy or anything like that. But all I'm saying is my prediction is in the next year, we're going to start seeing American politicians gunned down on the streets, dude. Yeah, well, it's kind of like politicians have a celebrity status now. It's like they're too far removed from normal culture, like a hardworking person. Like if a regular person went to a low-income part of West Virginia, they would be shocked. They wouldn't know what to think, you know, mm-hmm. or anywhere really, you know, any low-income area. And they're it, too far removed. It's like that fucking stimulus bill. They gave all this money to all these other fucking countries. Yeah. Which I get it. I get it to a certain degree because they're trying to bribe them or what the fuck ever they're trying to do. But it, they need to knock it the fuck off. They need to stop because this is not what the will of the American people is. And the will of the American people will rise up pretty fucking strong if we keep going down this path. Yeah, I I think that we should put our people first. You know, that's a bold statement. Absolutely. But- we shouldn't be giving... Whatever it was, like look look up the stimulus bill, uh, and how much they they gave to other countries. I think it's like five hundred million to um, to Israel, uh, thirty million to Pakistan, just shit like that. Where it's like, I'm not against helping others. I think it is important to do so. But when we have people who are on the verge of eviction in America and they can't pay their bills and they can't buy groceries then we don't need to be passing out fun money to the rest of the world. It needs to be here and it needs to be to the American people. If, if the stimulus got passed out and they say, hey, you make too much, uh, too much money to, to both of us and other people were able to get it, I wouldn't even be upset about that, dude. Yeah, $500 million is going to Israel. $89,615,280 is going towards maintenance and furniture for Senate office buildings. It's all just fucking bribe money, dude. That there's no way that they're not lining their pockets with how this. How much? Yeah, how much is actually going towards Senate office well, buildings? Well, uh, the, the thing that I automatically jump to in my mind is maybe they are doing something, but somebody's wife in the Senate owns the company that's going to go and redecorate everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Shit like that, or someone's brother-in-law owns it, and they're going to give it to him on the back half. These people need to be held fucking accountable. It's a real goddamn problem. I just don't know what to do, dude. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, not to not to be a pessimist, I think things are going to get worse before they get better, realistically. Um, but I don't know. Big change is coming. It's coming. I think big change... There's a few times in history where you could see it, monumental change happen, but mainly it just slowly creeps Yeah. towards the, whatever it ends up being to. Yeah, this is almost on a, a war level. Like, you know, like it's as catastrophic as a war level. Yeah. I feel like that what coronavirus also revealed is that there is a class war between the ruling class and the rest of the people in America. And everyone wants to get divided up into their groups, whether it's BLM, the MAGA people, whatever. But really, we're all one and the same, and it's that they're fucking, they're fucking us over. Yeah. I feel like if people could stop picking sides and just, you know, understand that the government is what's fucking it's everything It's our fucking up. enemy, dude. Yeah. 
it's not it's not you know if you're red or blue or you know whatever it's just it's the government that's fucking us there's never been a government in history that hasn't been fucking corrupt because it's filled with people and that's not even a conspiracy theory yeah people are the root problem power and greed Money. you know what i mean it's it, it yeah it's been said a thousand times over and it, it's true it's true if and i don't even know if i could trust myself in that position you know what i mean it takes a very fe- uh fair and even killed person to be able to wield that kind of power yeah and there's very few people that i think can be trusted with it because it's just human nature yeah i don't know if i would trust myself in a you know a great position of power i don't you know it's it's hard to judge because you don't know because you've never had that kind of power before. So you don't know what you would do. Yeah. You don't know if you would be like them. No. Until you'd be in that position. And, you know, the sad thing is, is probably, I would say that some of these people that are doing corrupt shit at one point in time had good morals for it. Yeah. Went into it with a good heart. Yeah. Maybe they had good wanted intentions. To, wanted to actively change the the U.S. in a good way. Yeah. And then they got in there and it was just money. Yeah. You know, money and power. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. I, I, do, I do not know what the answer is other than them being terrified of the American people. I, I literally think that is the only answer that there is. Yeah. They uh, need to be afraid of everybody. They just need to be humbled, at least. You know, to a certain... Like, they need to well, see you us. Well, you would think that this situation would have fucking humbled them, but they're yeah. able to <laughs> co- collect paychecks while nobody else is able to work. Yeah. That is true. You know? I, you know, I got put out of work pretty hard. Yeah. There for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, luckily I was able to find a job. Yeah. You know, almost immediately. But, um... I decided not to take unemployment or anything and just try to work through it. Yeah, my, I was the same way. At the beginning, I was like, oh, this will probably be like two months, three months. Yeah. I'll just find another job. And then here we are. It's 2021. Yep. And and my whole thing is like, everybody's like, oh, fuck 2020. 2021's going to be big change. But we have the same problems that we had yesterday. Yeah. The it, same exact problems. It, it is a y- new day, but the same thing. I agree. Y- yesterday doesn't matter but your your problems are still going to be there it's it's the approach that you have to take to get through whatever those are and if something's not working you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out okay what can i do to where i can i can be proud of the day i just lived at the end of every day you can say i'm proud of that day for me it's doing this um <clears throat> excuse me going out to make money, you know, I'm working yeah. in some way, trying to work on new songs, writing, I've been writing again, which I'm very happy about, <sighs> trying to take care of myself better, I really don't succeed at that, I don't do a good job at shutting the engine off and just chilling out, so I'm making more of an effort to meditate and do yoga, um, but yeah, it's it's all about whatever the mindset is, yeah, that you take. I'm hoping that this year people will focus a little bit more on their mental health than, than how we treated 2020. Cause I feel like, you know, 2020 was all about physical health, like trying not to get sick, but it really like, it everybody really, was scared into submission. Yeah. It messed with a lot of people's mental health. Yeah. And, and for sure. Absolutely. It's like, I wouldn't even say 
Well, I'll say this. I'm, I, I am a person that is more prone to depression. I had a major like depressive episode when I was in high school. I got suicidal. I wanted to kill myself. All that shit. But since those times I haven't really reached a depression like that, there's just days I feel kind of down. And I think in this though, it's totally normal and totally natural to feel that way because our lives have been altered in such a significant way. Yeah. Hopefully we see the end of it. You know, hopefully, hopefully we see the end of this towards the end of 2021. I feel like it won't be soon. I feel like we're going to see this for a while. We just got to ride it out. Yeah. Dude. You got to ride the wave. Bruce Lee had a quote. He said, uh, be like water. And water just takes the, basically takes the, I'll paraphrase it because it's not the exact quote, but water takes the shape of whatever container it's in. You can put it in Tupperware, you can put it in a river, you can put it in a coffee mug, but water just goes to whatever the shape of it is that, that it's in. And I think being adaptable during this and still having goals, writing down your goals and tracking your progress is important. Yeah. If you can achieve something during this time and you're not just sitting around, that's an accomplishment because some days you will feel like just not doing absolutely anything. Oh yeah. And it, it honestly, I think it's okay to take some of those, those days sometimes, but you have to, if you take those days, you have to figure out how to snap yourself out of that. Go for a walk around a park, um, go for a run, do something to pull yourself out of the rut. When yeah. I notice that I start sliding now, I do something to challenge that like by taking action in my life. Yeah. I, I noticed that I get in ruts occasionally, you know, I've noticed that too. <laughs> I, I have a way of getting out of it now though. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty good about snapping back into things. Yeah. And getting my head on track, but occasionally, man, there's just some days, you know, but, but that's a new skill that you learned in, in, in 2020 and you're able to apply it to your life now. Cause you came home after Christmas and you had that glazed over look yeah. Like your mom just been feeding you cookies and telling you what a good boy you are and giving you Pokemon cards and shit. Yeah, I was in a I was in a rut just cuz you know it was it was over Christmas break. I hadn't really done anything great and I just needed to get back to, you know, working and getting things done. Yeah. And then the moment I was back at the studio, back to mixing and getting stuff ready for the new year and everything, I was back on track. Yeah. You know. But by taking action and going to the studio that, that first day that you were back, I mean, you got up, you showered, and you were out of the house. And that's that's what you got to do. You got to figure out how to... Like, like for me, it's all about what can I do to just snap myself out of this? Yeah. And just even trying to ask that yourself that question and building that momentum is one thing that helps me. Because I'm going to have some idea, even if it's something where I still don't feel good after I do something, I feel a little bit better. Yeah. And then you do another thing, do another thing. Like I separate my life into different factions now too. Um, music. And that can be broken down into bass playing, producing, doing my own solo stuff. And then podcasts, which is this and man of science, man of faith. And then like budgeting and tracking on my money, which is finance and then the mind, body, and spirit, which is like doing the yoga, meditation, uh, just noticing where my thoughts go and noticing if I'm having thoughts that aren't productive to my life. Yeah. I, I feel that. Sometimes I'll notice that 
I'm having a lot of unproductive thoughts or I'm spending too much time on my phone. And that's, that's one of my goals for next year, honestly, is to just not be on my phone. Do you get, uh, notifications for how much time you spend on your phone? Yeah. It, it averages out a lot of time. Yeah. Mine's a lot. I know. know. It's the same, it's the same way for me, man. It's so easy to be sucked into the phone and just be like on Facebook for no reason. Yeah. I get embarrassed of how much time is spent on the phone, dude. Like I'll look at the time and it'll be like, you spent 16 hours or like averaging out, like, you know, just something crazy like that. Yeah. Like I think. My average was like 12 hours one week. And I was like, oh my, per day. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I really wish that I could live in a world where I didn't have to have a phone. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you can. I would be disconnected from everything. You could be like Gerard. I'd be like, (laughs) just have an iPad. He doesn't have most social medias. He just, you know, he's happier that way. He doesn't see a lot of stuff that I see, you know, a lot of bullshit. And, um. I've been meaning to watch it, but a lot of people say it's it's good. It's called The Social Dilemma. I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I've heard about it, too. I haven't watched it either. Um, Kevin's been nagging me to watch it. Apparently, it's you know it shows how much that culture's really overtaken and has caused like depression. Well, what's interesting about it is it's not just American culture. It's basically like first world culture around the world, Western culture that everybody is affected by this and it and it we're all different and we are all individuals but human beings we all bleed the same blood we all have the same heart we have we have lungs we have all that shit you know we different brains but a human brain is still a human brain yeah yeah i wish that everybody could just take a step back from it and enjoy living Instead of living in their phones, living through their phones, you know, mm-hmm. it's so easy to be mean to somebody on the internet, but could they be mean to you in real, in real life? You know, it's, it's very, most easy. of the time. No. Yeah. Most of the time. No. You know, I, I've thought about that a lot myself. Cause it's like, I can always get people riled up on Facebook. It's not very hard to do, but to a certain degree, wh- what is the point? You know, it's it's funny to troll people, but when you've seen some of the statuses that I've posted that have, have like 110 <laughs> comments on it where people are just freaking out about, I'll post something political and it, it won't even be necessarily something I believe. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that they, they're fighting each other in your comment section. They're yeah. not even fighting you. Well, that's what post really, really bothers me, dude. I'll post like a pro Biden something and all the Trump people will come after me and I'll post a pro Trump thing and all the Biden, the liberal people will come after me, which I really don't like either group, but I do think the liberals are more insufferable, but maybe that's just because Trump is in office right now. Once Biden is in office, maybe the the MAGA people will become more insufferable. Yeah. I, I feel like that that's something that could potentially happen. Yeah. It's going to be, I feel like either way, it's going to be hectic. Yeah, because people don't want to own their shit, you know? Like, no one wants to say, I'm part of the problem. Well, it's like we're we're in a culture now where everyone wins. And if you, you know, you can't lose. So, like, or if you do lose, people get, they can't, they they can't handle it. They can't handle losing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I grew up a loser, but like. You know, they're, they're just not used to it. No. 
Now, our society, another thing that coronavirus really did for our society, the first two weeks, everybody was afraid and no one was really fighting. But after people adapted, those who are weak adapted because they are lucky to live in America where things are comfortable here, they started to get very fucking empowered about the goddamn mask, which I am not an anti-masker. I'm like, I'm willing to wear a mask. Is it frustrating? Do I not like it? Yes, for sure. But unfortunately, it's just a part of life right now. Um, But people accusing other folks of not wearing a mask, of like killing grandparents, killing whatever, I think it's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, They're a bunch of cunts, dude. Oh, yeah. Have you seen any of the uh, public freakout videos about the masks on YouTube? I, I honestly try not to watch any of that shit. I watch so many. I think these. I think if if I was the fascist dictator, both those people would instantly be put to death. And I would ask, does anybody else want to speak up? Does anybody have anything to say to this? Dude, it's so bad. I mean, it's so bad. You know, it's like both sides are wrong. They're just yelling at each other. Yeah. You no know? one's listening anymore. And it's like, I feel bad for the people that are just there. Like, trying to buy, you know, whatever. And they're just, like, witnessing this go down. Dude, I'm just trying to buy some of these protein cookies, man. These <laughs> people were screaming about masks in the store. Like, there's this dude just trying to buy a pack of cigarettes, and there's two women yelling at each other, you know? Just like, why? Why? What's the point? That's you know? not that's not like a sexist thing, right, Millhouse? You're not? No, it's not, it's not a sexist thing. Because no. basically you painted a picture where a, a man was a, a victim and two women were no, going after no, each other. It could, no, there's tons of videos on the internet about just people freaking out. People are freaking out. But, like, there's, I don't know. In any scenario, there's no case, like, there's no good point to yell at somebody about it. You know what I'm saying? Or there's no point to, like, cuss at them. No. There's not because you're not going to change their fucking mind. No. That's what the that's part of the reason that we're in this mess right now is there's a portion of people out there who think coronavirus is the worst thing that has ever happened and there is a portion of people out there who think coronavirus is not real at all. Yeah, I know some people. Um, I know some people too. Yeah. I mean, I think COVID is real, absolutely, but I'm just not going to be a victim to fucking the, the situation, you know, until and unless there's a fascist government that rises and throws me in jail for speaking out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I will wear a mask. I will do it. I don't like it. Yeah, or not. Uh, I do forget mine frequently. I have to me- always make sure I have one in my pocket. <laughs> Like you know, you know, I'm I'm really bad about it. Bless you. Thank you. Yes, because every time <laughs> we go somewhere, I always ask. Yeah. Do you have a mask? And you have one in your door for me. Yeah. That I that I keep there, and Gerard has one in his car door that he keeps there for me. Millhouse, what does that say about you? I forget it, man. Why do you forget it? Cause like I keep one in my truck. That way, it's always there. But if I'm not in my own vehicle, then I just don't have one on me. I keep it in the vehicle. That way, when I, you know, when I get out, it's there. When I'm not in my own vehicle, I usually have one. You keep it in your pocket. Yeah. If I'm going somewhere, if I know I'm gonna go, so if I'm leaving the house, I double check to make sure I have one. And how fucked is it that we have to we have to do that? It's incredibly fucked, dude. It's it's weighing on everybody's psyche. Yeah. Things have calmed down a little bit since 
Biden is the perceived winner. But all it's done is all the people who are willing to smash windows and burn shit down, it just gave them what they wanted, which I don't think was a good thing. Yeah. We're talking about power, having power. Yeah. Those people have power, you know? Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, you know, we haven't seen what the other side will do. Really? True. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we we have an idea. I mean, the, the... Here's the thing about the crazy right-wing people versus the crazy left-wing people. The crazy left-wing people, rarely do they walk into somewhere and shoot a place up. Yes, they don't. What they, what they do is they'll use crude weapons. They'll use, like, fucking hammers. Yeah. They'll shit in balloons like animals. And and throw them at police, shit like that. That was happening in Portland. I didn't see that. I didn't read that. It happened in Portland, dude. Oh my god. These people are animals, and they deserve to be treated like animals. It's it like looking back at the, on the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Kyle Rittenhouse, he was a eighteen year old, seventeen year old, something like that, who went across state lines with his gun, and he shot those those people. Yeah. Who some of them they turned out to be convicted sex offenders. But I will also say I equally think Kyle Rittenhouse is a fucking moron, just like those people are. I think it's disgusting uh, that he did that. Um, I think it's disgusting that he decided to cross state lines to feel like he needed to go out and protect. You know, it's, it's yeah. LARPing, dude. It is. These people are fucking LARPing. It, it's extremist LARPing. Yeah, yeah it's extremist <laughs> LARPing, dude. And both sides are doing it. Both sides are doing it. it really, the, the left has a strong stranglehold on the culture, and I think that's why it feels pervasive. But in the end, I don't like Republicans as much as I like, or I, I, as I don't like Democrats. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just don't like them. I don't like Mitch McConnell. I don't like any of these fucks that have been politicians for like 40 or 50 years. I don't like Joe Biden. Fuck him. All of a sudden... He's going to have the solutions for America after being in office for 50 fucking years. All of a sudden, now, now he has a plan. Fuck you. Nothing's changing. Yeah. Uh, the next four years are going to be nothing. It, nothing's happening. Well, it's going to be a, a flashback to the Obama years when gas yeah. prices were close to $5 a goddamn gallon. We were getting into endless wars. Joe Biden is literally a fucking dementia pa- patient owned by the CCP, yeah. the Chinese Communist Party. Who wants to start wars and he wants to warmonger. He has corporate fucking interest. His gun laws are what make me angry. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. He ain't gonna do shit with guns. That's yeah. never gonna happen in a million years. America, the way it was designed, it was designed to change slowly with the times. And people will get it get in there, whether it's someone in Congress, whether it's someone in Senate. They, here's what they don't want. Let's say a conspiracy theory about China is true and that they're trying to take over the rest of the world, which it appears they might be trying to do so. Um, let's say for one minute that is true. They, they want to get everybody as sheep-like as possible and as comfortable as possible first. Yeah, I agree with that. They do want to get people comfortable. Taking away their guns would not make people comfortable. No. All that's going to do, you want to talk about a civil war, that will cause a civil war. Oh, yeah. 
be Texas against the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what, dude? I side with fucking Texas on that one. Texas, Texas and West Virginia. Dude, don't compare West Virginia to Texas, dude. It's like the meth lab version. Right? Yeah, it is like the meth lab version. <laughs> so another thing I think is important for 2021 is investing in yourself. I strongly believe in this. I've tried to do this throughout all of my 20s. Maybe I'm being the blind leading the blind here on this one. But I will choose to do something like a podcast or gig producing or something like that over going out and trying to make money. My time is very valuable to me. That is my most valuable resource is my time. And I only absolutely go out to make money when I need to. Otherwise, I'm working on my shit. And I'm doing my own thing. I'm trying to be better about it, honestly. It was a skill I had to learn. Yeah. There's been days where I've thought about just chilling at the house, playing video games or whatever, but I've forced myself to. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, if you're going to like chill at the house and just play video games, just go out and work then. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've had days off before where, you know, I had nothing planned or whatever. You know, I might practice for a bit, but, you know, I've forced myself to go to the studio and get something done, whether it's mixing or, you know, writing something there, just practicing there. Um, and I've tried to be better about not wasting as much time. I still waste a lot of time, but dude, I, I feel you on that. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I try, I try to, what I'm trying to do now is just be as efficient in the things that I'm doing as possible. Yeah. Cause I'm inclined just to sit around and do nothing. That's my favorite thing on earth to do. If, if I could just sit here and stare at that wall and just think for four hours, I could waste time that way every single day. I waste a lot of time in my head. I'll say that. There's a lot of times I'm, you know, stuck in my head. Don't do nothing but think. One way to counteract that as far as investing yourself goes, though, is writing down goals and tracking your progress and keeping an eye on it. Like for me, every single week I write a list I call Majestic 12 and it's 12 things I'm going to try and get done that week. Yeah. And then I break that down into daily uh, and I call that daily cycle count. I have all this, all these names for shit. It's just to give myself the mental edge. You know what I, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to keep up with that. I want to do that. I want to do that. I really do. It's not easy, dude. But some days, like every day, the first thing I have on my list is make my bed, brush my teeth, shave and shower. I I have that shit on there every day cuz that's stuff I know I'm going to do. And before I leave the house, I already have four things done. And it's a lot easier to check other shit off if you already got shit yeah. on there. Yeah. Just as much simple shit as you can, put it write it down. Write it down and then like for my actual like my weekly one, the Majestic 12, it'll be like record a new podcast. Post the podcast, try and book, send five booking emails. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. I, I, I'm going to try to do that coming up this year. I want to do that. I would really like to get more on track with like what progress I do make. Like, cause we started a, a notebook for the studio of our goals. We mm-hmm. actually did that, but I didn't do one for myself yet. And I feel like 
I should definitely do one for me. Yeah, that should be your number one thing that you you try and get done here tonight. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things I, I'd like to accomplish this year for sure. You know, it's a, it's a new year, but, you know. You should try and go out of your comfort zone. I definitely need to do that. That's got to be on the list. And, dude, I'm king comfort zone sometimes myself. But I have moments of insanity where I'll just go deep off into left field. I'll just jump and see what happens. See, I I never jump. I know you don't. What happened last night, Millhouse? What happened last night? What did we talk about last night? Last night was New Year's Eve. We went out to Longhorn. We did. We had dinner. But we started talking before we left. What did we talk about? (laughs) So, there is a girl who wanted me... Well, she didn't want me to. She said that she had plans on New Year's and asked me if I had plans. And I said no. But this girl also has a thing for me. Supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly? To whom? To me. Like, she has a thing for me, you know? So, I, you know, I didn't swing on it, and I could have. Why didn't you do it? Because I didn't get out of my comfort zone, you know? I, I. What are you afraid of? Well, part of me is afraid of rejection. You know, another thing is I have to work with her every day. Why are you afraid of rejection? Uh, you know, it's just, it's getting out of the comfort zone. Any Anytime anyone gets rejected, it's... You know, it doesn't your, feel good. Yeah, you're out of your comfort zone. It doesn't feel good. Life starts at the edge of your comfort zone. This is true. I just uh, I don't take enough chances. And what and what did I what did I tell you to do? What did I say I thought was a good idea? Send her a text. Send her a text that you wanted to hang out for New Year's Eve. Yeah, but but you refused to do it. I refused to do it. Did you regret it today? Yeah, I regretted it. I mean, I, I probably still wouldn't do it right now if it was still New Year's Eve. But, I mean... I, re- I know you would. <laughs> By the way, I talked to Zach. We discussed what your deadline is. My deadline? For what we talked about last night. When? March 31st. Why March 3rd? That's so soon. Because you're going to pussy out if we don't put... And you're going to have to do something really bad and really gross if you don't go through with it. What's the punishment? I don't know yet. I'm just going to make it really bad and really uncomfortable for you. It's going to be humiliating, which is probably something you'll really like. No. No. No way, no dude. Way, dude. I do not like being humiliated. <laughs> dude, I am not going to drink that whiskey and that egg, and I am not going to suck. That wasn't humiliating. And I am not going to suck that dick lollipop. <laughs> that was humiliating. But, you know... I'm going to try to get out of my comfort zone in 2021. I, I want to. It's not that I don't want to. Okay. Well, that directly contradicts with what you just said when you were freaking out about March 31st. Well, I mean, it's soon, you know? And? What's your point? You said you wanted to go out of your comfort zone. I do. Were you, were you lying to me? I wasn't lying to you. I don't know, dude. I do want to get out of my comfort zone. It's just hard. It yeah. is hard. But once you, you do one thing out of your comfort zone, you're going to realize it's no How do deal. you make yourself get out of your comfort zone? How does somebody do that? If you've been in your shell your whole life, you've kind of been a, you know, I guess an introvert in a way. I wouldn't say I'm a complete introvert, but I'm pretty introverted. Um, 
how do you how do you make yourself get out of your comfort zone through doing things in life experience yeah and that's really the only way i mean 2020 there wasn't much to experience honestly I mean, I, I disagree with that entirely, dude. I mean, it's not like there's a bunch of crazy parties to go to or anything. There wasn't, there wasn't exactly that, but you experienced some hardships in life. You are, you're already more confident than you were this time last year. That's, that's pretty true. And I mean, at that point we were probably living together. What? Four months. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about four months. I definitely wasn't, I was really, really in my shell. Um, then I got that job at Sam Ash and, you know, I was doing sales and I kind of, kind of got out of it a mm-hmm. lot, but, uh, you know, honestly, like I've been working on like raising my confidence. It's hard. Uh, but you know, hopefully like this time next year, I'll be, you know, pretty confident in myself. Dude, I'll be or, getting laid anytime <laughs> I want, dude. Not, not that, but with maybe, any dudes I want, dude, <laughs> maybe like, I'll say the middle ground of of being like halfway confident. I won't say fully confident. Well, dude, I'm 100% telling you that it just comes, it comes in waves, dude. You're doing shit, but like the reason I give you shit about girls and shit like that is because I know what it's like, dude. I was, I was 20 once, man. Were you like me when you were 20 though? (laughs) I was, I was different. But look, what I did is different than what you you are doing. I tried to hook up with a bunch of chicks to get confidence from them, and that doesn't work. You will never find confidence in the bottom of a pussy. All Confucius right. said that. Did he? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, see, but, you know, I just... I don't have the confidence to get out of my comfort zone that much. That's that's one thing. Like Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people start out with way more confidence than I started out with. Maybe so. Everybody starts off at a different point in life. But you know what happens to those people who are super confident? Well, they like, get knocked down and they experience life and realize that they're not the shit. Yeah. They get cocky, you know, and then they, you know, and they, they fuck get, up. They get humbled. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's, it's different degrees of different human beings. Yeah. Everybody, going back to what we were talking about earlier, everybody is different. Everybody is an individual and we all have different experiences but it's universal at the same time yeah i feel like i don't treat people like people if that makes sense like what do you mean like i treat people like people but i don't see them like the same as me i see them like way up there you know and i see myself at the bottom you mean hot girls no just anybody but but hot girls as well (laughs) hot girls are on that list of everybody but yeah it's like, okay, so we've known each other for over a year now, yeah. and we've been around each other a lot because yeah. we live together and we've lived together through the pandemic. Yeah. And through a bad roommate. And through, yeah. a, through a, a bad roommate once upon a time. Yeah. A horrible situation that we survived. Uh, but I, I don't remember what I, the point I was trying to make. I lost, I lost we, my train of thought. We've lived together a long time. We've like lived together a long time, yeah. Yeah. So we, we really have learned each other pretty well now. Yeah, you can read me pretty well. I can. You can read me yeah. pretty well too. Yeah. Um. But it, it, I'm telling you, bro. At the end of the day, like I, I know you, you think like 
Zach is great and Josh is great and all of that. And they are. But you have to realize that they are just the late 20s version of what you are right now. (laughs) We had no confidence at that age, dude. And we might have believed in ourselves a little bit and knew that we had direction. I mean, you moved to Nashville not really knowing anybody. And look at all the stuff you're doing now. This is true. You know, I I came down here with almost no connections. I knew one person, and it was Vic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... Yeah, I'm extremely happy with the way things have gone. I yeah. honestly didn't expect it to go this well. I kind of expected the worst, if I'm not going to lie. From my assessment, do you know why I think that is? Why? Because you haven't quit. Yeah. And it's the same thing with with anything in life. It's only going to get better if you keep trying. It's the same way with dating. and it, 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 it could, The same thing can be applied to women, too. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not just saying like, oh, young dudes this, oh, young dudes that. Which I just know what that is from my my own experience of what I dealt with. Yeah. Because young men up front are not valued by society. They don't give a fuck about us. It's all about what you can do. Young women, they're at an advantage up front, but it's also a disadvantage because people don't take them seriously. I've heard, I've seen it a thousand times in Nashville. So a pretty girl writes songs, plays guitar. She might get a lot more opportunities offered to her than you or I would, but it's always some dude who's trying to fuck her. Yeah, this is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that that's a whole other different set of problems. We don't have to worry about trying to work with some someone and them trying to fuck us than anything other like financially. Yeah. You know what I mean or career-wise. <laughs> Women have it twofold. They have to worry about that plus they have to worry about the actual danger of a situation like this is is this a guy that's going to try and fucking drug me out at a gig. Yeah. Slip something into my drink or fuck me over for money cuz I didn't On top of yeah, that. On, yeah. Yeah, so which sucks. and It does suck. It's shitty. Nature is a cruel, cruel bitch. It is not fair. I feel like 2020 definitely showed the dark side of, of the world a little bit more vividly. Oh, yeah. Almost like, you know, it was like a, an etch of a sketch when you draw something on it. The facade dropped in our, our society. Mm-hmm. But you have to use that to your fucking advantage. I, it, yeah, is it demoralizing? Yes, for sure. Especially when you first fucking figure that out. I was, so I was probably like 24, 25 when I really started realizing what the game of life was. And I realized I was at the bottom. Yeah. I I feel like I'm at the bottom a lot. <laughs> and if, if you're a new person, and again, this is just my experience. If you're a new person in Nashville, no one wants to fuck with you. No one wants to work with you. Yeah. They because they're trying to advance their careers, and if you're not someone who can advance their career, they don't give a shit. A lot of people stopped fucking with me, dude. Not that they even really fucked with me before. Once I said I voted for Donald Trump, you know what I mean. And I'm not even yeah. like a. Uh, and that has nothing to do with your work ethic or your work in general. No, it has zero to do with it. It is only your political like. And I treat people. By my assessment, very fairly, I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to help whoever I can. Just yeah. what, whatever it is that they are, man, woman, whatever, whatever you want to identify is, as, whatever your sexual preference is, I don't care. Is this a person 
who works hard and believes in themselves and is also not a quitter. Yeah. Because if you're a quitter, I don't fuck with you. If I can smell it on you, I don't fuck with you. I don't want to help you. I hope you quit soon. I hope you quit after hearing this. Yeah. And I hope you go away forever and you cry about the hand that you were dealt. Because guess what? Someone was dealt a worse hand than you and they're figuring out how to play it. And they did better with it. And they did better with it. Exactly. And that's how they got to where they're at. But yes, so I, I posted online that I voted for Donald Trump after he lost, which uh, it got a lot of blowback and people got super pissed about it because I am a musician in Nashville and these fucks over in East Nashville think that they have everything figured out. They think that they have life figured out. Yeah. And maybe my whole thing with it is maybe I just like low gas prices. Maybe I like good tax rates. It wasn't that big of a mystery why I did what I did. I remembered the Obama years and having to fill up my 2000 Pontiac Grand Dam, and it was close to $5 a gallon. It's going to suck for me real soon. Yeah. Yeah, because you have that truck. With my, you know, 1987 truck, or 86, you know, so... It's ridiculous. Didn't people block you for that? Yeah, people blocked me. People, um, they said all kinds of mean shit to me. Uh, and it's only, it's people that I've had on the podcast in the past, which by the way, they can never take back being a guest. They sat down to talk to me and they enjoyed the conversation. That always happened. Yeah. You can't, you can't take that away. Can't take that away. It happens. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, they it just proved to me that there, there's very few people that I know are loyal in this town. There's very few people that I know are loyal in this industry. And they are halfwits who only want to talk to people that subscribe to their beliefs. And I have people in my life that voted for Joe Biden. I have people in my life that voted for Kanye. Yeah. Um, and I'm cool with it, man. I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. This is just what I thought was best for me there's there's no deeper meaning to it it doesn't describe who i am as a person yeah. and i don't think it describes who they are as a person unless they voted for hillary clinton then i have some thoughts on that but <laughs> but yeah it's to me i you know i know people that voted for joe biden you know and i have friends that have voted for joe biden and kanye yeah but it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't change no it doesn't change who they are. I mean, well, for some, it is their identity, who they voted for. Yeah. But, like, it shouldn't be. But you know what? People on the right do that as well, and those for people sure. equally fucking annoy me, dude. Same. Because they want to get all up in arms and cry about whatever. And I get it. I understand. But it is just a fucking excuse to use someone that you voted for as this thing that's going to save your life. Yeah. There is no savior coming. You are your own savior. America has a major Messiah complex. They want someone to come down from the sky and do whatever for them. Give us Netflix. Give us pizza. Yeah. Give us free money. Which, and I'll say this, in the coronavirus thing, I get it. People do deserve to be compensated the government is supposed to be there in a time of need when people need help the most. This was a serious thing, and the government just wasn't there. No. You know? 
They're the, a deadbeat dad, bro. Yeah. Like, like this is the most serious thing to, to happen in forever. I mean, I, you know, I obviously don't remember a time that was stranger than this, and they just weren't around. You know. Yeah. They didn't do anything. They didn't say anything comforting. At all. There was no comforting words about this situation. No, it's we're all gonna fucking die. Yeah, it was. It was sheer. By panic. the way, did you pay your taxes yet? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like I get the you know the the whole cancel rent thing or whatever. I get people saying that it it sucks. You know, we we have been very lucky, you and I, in this because oh, yeah. we figured out how to stay moving. Yeah, but we also had we've come from. Both working class families. Yeah. With dads who tried to instill something in us. Yeah. Not everybody's that lucky. This is true. You know, I, I didn't grow up with money by any means, but my dad set me up to succeed in life by saying, anytime things got tough, you always said to me, it builds character. Yeah, same. Builds character. That's all he said. Anytime something bad happened, I got a flat tire. Builds character. I had to, I had to shovel snow. Yeah. Bill's character. That's that's all I heard growing up. And God damn it, if he wasn't right. <laughs> Anytime I got hurt, it was rub some dirt in it. <laughs> yep. Got to keep moving. Yeah. And um, I'm thankful for growing up like that. I'm extremely thankful for it. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine it being any other way. And I feel, I feel bad for people that just didn't keep moving, didn't stay at it, you know. <laughs> It, it, as as tough as I'm talking about some of this shit, yeah. like you got to pick it's yourself hard. up by your bootstraps. I do get that everybody starts off in life at a different point. You know, like sure. for for myself, like I had a very hard fucking childhood. You know, there was no there was no real advantage other than the fact I was born I was born white in America. That is the fucking you know that that is something. Yes. Um. And even even poor in America is richer than than someone who's born in like a fucking third world, yeah. a, you know, just an average person who's Dirt hut, you know, yeah. Just. And by that alone, we're lucky. And all of these fucking people who are crying about everything going on, which do we have issues with the police? Yes, one hundred percent. They need to be trained better. Yes, but defunding the police. These motherfuckers that say defund the police are the first people that would call the police when something goes wrong. And they most definitely don't own a gun. No. Maybe a lot more of them do now. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Whether they need guns, who knows. But it defunding the police, just that whole thing, just I don't even it's 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 not okay. They need better training. We need to have the police like we have Navy SEALs. We need to weed them out psychologically and make sure they are fit for the job and that the reason why they're doing what they're doing is to do something good for other people. Yeah. While simultaneously in some way helping themselves, a.k.a. taking a paycheck. There's never been a worse time to be a police officer in America. They should have a, a mental health check update. Every once in a while. Yeah. You know, like maybe not monthly, but maybe like every other month. Imagine the tragic shit you see as a police officer. You walk in to someone, you walk into like murder scenes, dude, yeah. suicides or somebody, you know, or you're, you know, around when a bank gets held up and you watch your partner die. Yeah. You know, that, 
that's going to fuck you up. It's going to fuck you up massively. Any of that is going to fuck you up. Especially A, if it's a friend and someone that you worked with. And B, my, my thought, the human thought on that would be, oh shit, that could have been me. Yeah. Like a dude that has a wife and a kid, you know, or two kids isn't going to take any chances on it. Which is why I think these police are fucking trigger happy. They just see horrible shit all day long. And then they assume the worst of people. Yeah, and they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm not, I'm not excusing. Yeah, killing innocent black people. Yeah, that's not okay. Um, it's not okay. But it's like on the other hand, they have a hard fucking job. I couldn't do their job. I couldn't do their job I either. Could, dude. I couldn't make those those calls because if you if you make one call bad, you know, it's fucking game over. Oh yeah. You, know, you could be responsible for a city burning down now. Yeah. Like, you know, if you if you don't shoot the guy, then he kills you. And you didn't know that he had a gun. You know? It's just like, I couldn't make those tough calls like that. I know I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know what the solution and, is. And is in a world of people that protest ACAB and all that, like, I respect the police. I, I respect my, all the police that are trying their best yeah not for, for sure but we we also have the perspective of white guys yeah you know what i mean yeah, we, like we have the perspective of white guys in america dude which the cops ain't really fucking with us that is true if i get pulled over a cop sees me he's not gonna think this guy has a gun he'll ask do you have any weapons in the car and i'll say no yeah and i'll ask him can i i have my wallet in my right back pocket can i pull it out yeah and most of the time, the cops will laugh if that happens. They'll be like, yeah, you're good. Because they know yeah. I'm not a threat. You know what I mean? But they're trained to see. I don't know if they're trained to see black people as threats or what it is or why this keeps happening. I feel like we're ignoring. We're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because it's like part of it is personnel, whoever we're hiring as cops. And the other part of it is training. Yeah. They, they need trained better on that or something. Yeah. Something, something's got to change because it's not... Okay. I don't foresee it getting any better because who the fuck is going to sign up to be a cop right now? Yeah. I've not heard anyone no. say that they want to be a cop right yeah. now. Yeah. And I feel like the numbers are going to dwindle. Like, they're going to go down. You know? Because as cops retire, I feel like no one's going to want to do it. No. I I would be... It would be shameful to be a cop right now. Or not Maybe not shameful, but I wouldn't want to be... There's a stigma to yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a cop right now. Mm-hmm. Especially if you go into it with like a good attitude, like I'm going to, you know. And it's not, that's not even to mention any of the corruption or any of the shit that's. Yeah. That's just in general. There's a stigma to being a cop. Like, you know, especially if you're a pothead, you know, or anything like that. Or if, you know, it's just, nobody wants to be around a cop. Like I've never been to a party and you know they're pumped that a cop is there yeah if he's off pumped duty that a cop is off duty and he's there like yeah. i've never been the one like that and i don't think i want to be at one like i don't that. think cops want to go to parties dude no they probably well they most definitely don't get invited yeah yeah exactly like it's kind of like going into a religion almost because like you know like nobody fucks with him he doesn't drink or doesn't do nothing you know yeah it's yeah i would feel bad you wouldn't be able to do anything yeah, I, I don't know what the remedy is to that than other other than hoping that something is going to change because 2020 also revealed that the ruling class is just the ruling class. 
That's it. They're just other people that have power. That's true. They need to have that power taken from them. They do. You're absolutely right. And they, they need to see it more on a, a realistic level, you know, see the world from what it is. I hope voting still works, dude. I mean, I just, I don't even know if that's even possible at this point. Cause I feel like no matter who's in office, they're just going to change all the voter laws to benefit themselves. Yeah. Who knows in years now it could be just vote by mail. Yeah. It, you know, in four years when, you know, when Joe Biden's up for reelection or whoever's president. Um, it ain't going to be Joe Biden, dude. He ain't going to last the whole term. Yeah, I, I don't think And so. everybody universally knows that. Oh, yeah. People on the left, people on the right, everybody. If you're up, you're so, down, you know. It. It's when Kamala Harris runs for her term. Yeah. Because he, he probably won't even run again. No, I'd say it'll be her, and then that's going to be the, you know, it'll be her versus the Donald Trump. Who knows? Who knows if Trump will even run again? I, he said he was going to run twenty twenty four, but I don't know. I'd, who knows? Maybe yeah. it, maybe it'll be her versus Kanye. Yeah, maybe, yeah, dude. Which be. which would actually be, you know what? That's that's. I'm I'm also to this point, dude. I try and be positive and optimistic about everything going on. But there's a certain degree where I feel like America has reaped what it is, what it's sown. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And we, we almost deserve all this shit that's going on on a cosmic level because we are so comfortable in America. America is a very comfortable place. Does it have its flaws? Yes. But you can go to the store and you can buy food. If you can get 50 cents a dollar, whatever, you can go to McDonald's and buy a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? If it's just one cheeseburger, you can eat that day for a dollar. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's good that it's that way. But we have that advantage over other countries. Absolutely. And a lot of these people that are the liberal extremists, they want America to be a socialist, a socialist country. And they think that the solution is the government taking care of us, which I understand to a certain degree. In a perfect world, that's what would happen. But the government is made up of other human beings who are corrupt. It's going to be equally as corrupt as capitalism. Yeah. Well, all the people that preach about socialism, have they ever lived in a socialist country? Yeah. Do they know what that's like? I don't know what that's like. I know what it's like when it get bad. When it gets bad, yeah, I've I've seen what it does. Yeah, USSR. Yeah, which is no more. Yeah. Um, thanks, America. <laughs> but Germany, which is no more. Yeah. No, Nazi Germany, Nazi the Third Germany. Reich. Mm -hmm. No more. No more. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> Earth. But I mean. You, you've seen what it, it's done, and, and why would we want to be that? Yeah. I, I don't know if, they're, if they look at that, if they look at that, and they're like, well, well this what, is what's good. What they, what they assume is going to happen is they think it's going to, they want it to be more like Europe, which if you want it to be more like Europe, this is maybe an ignorant American perspective, but go to fucking Europe. Then. As Merle Haggard once said, if you don't like it, leave it. Yeah. I quote that, man. It's it's true. They're walking on the fighting side of me, dude. Absolutely. And I've had fucking enough. Absolutely. Especially with these goddamn musicians in East Nashville. There's so many people that I've been nice to and I've had pleasant conversations with. 
that it turned on me. That's it's ridiculous. It's over your your own personal beliefs and values, morals for my life, for my own life, life. not not, for their life. Well, you don't do anything to anyone else. No, I've never seen you project your beliefs on anyone and tell them what they should think. You don't tell me how to think. You know, it like has nothing to do with them, but they take it as a you know as an insult that you that you would think that way. Yeah, I'm I'm a a Nazi white supremacist. Yeah, which is crazy yeah right we can't think for ourselves we have to have other people tell us what to believe if you are on the same side as the media corporations and big government you ain't the fucking resistance yeah and and the sad thing is is all these companies they don't give a fuck about your movement they don't give a shit no they don't they're after it for money they don't care about what you have to say there's this funny meme that I, I saw online where it uh, it said socialism and it had all of these people lifting up this boot and they're walking and the boot's about to crush them. And then it said democratic socialism and it had it, it had all these fun colors and stars and a rainbow and a clown on top of the foot, but the people were still under the shoe. It's, it's It was the same image just with fun stuff yeah, put on the top yeah, of it. Yeah, to make, make it look like it's great. To make it look like it's a party. Yeah. But it's the same shit, dude. It, it Human beings, it always plays out the same way. And I don't, again, I think that in America, what we should be doing is we should be taking care of those who are poor, who are sick, who can't help themselves. Yes. I don't think anybody in the country should have to go bankrupt if they get cancer or some shit. You know, that's, yeah. that's fucking corrupt. It's- On the same hand, we also can't have these fucking corporations... That are that like the fucking company that makes oxycontin, you know what I mean? That is just making an epidemic in America. Yeah, it's done crazy things to my hometown. You yeah, know, like like painkillers. Oh my god! Like any kind of. Pill. I know people who are addicted to that shit who are still addicted to that shit, and I had to cut them out of my life, dude. It's like you try and talk to them, you try and do all this shit, but really, if someone doesn't want to change, they won't change. They won't change. Yeah. You have to get desperate enough to want it. And I've been there, you know, I, I, I've been there myself, not with that, but it's just like looking at a person like when I was 24 or 25, I really looked at what my life had become. And I was deeply ashamed of it. I was working for a corrupt company that was having me do corrupt shit that was legal, but it just did not make me feel good to do any of the things that I was doing. Cause I was, I was a leasing consultant and I had to screw these people over. And by the end of it, I was telling the residents everything that they had to do to fuck the company over and to cross their T's and dot their I's. Good on you for that. I hate, I, I do not like corporations, dude. I, I like business and I like doing things, mm-hmm. but I don't like this deity like treatment of, corporate interest in america i don't like the the non-human aspect of of these large corporations none of them are human and they try to do things to make them seem more human but like they they have values like they have values they don't have values they don't it's a lie the only reason they have values is to keep the workers in line yeah and to profit the sad thing is is at one point all these companies were small just like all the small companies you see now and they they once had morals and once had values but as the company progresses, people die, and, and that company loses all the human aspect of it, and it just becomes money. 
And that's, that's where it ends, you know? And, and that's what's sad about it. Well, again, it just comes back to human beings, dude. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom for, for myself or any of the listeners out in podcast land? Uh, about 2021 it's 2021 and I'm, I'm gonna try to live by this too but don't be afraid of change push into it you know uh go, well i'm going to try to do this and i want to you know what i'll even say this i will do this i'm going to push to get out of my comfort zone you know and i i recommend that everyone try to okay text that girl right now right now <sighs> say i want to i want to hang out soon i said 2021 <laughs> uh, no you know what Anybody listening right now, if you don't do it, they're going to think you're a massive bitch. I'm because not, you would be a massive bitch. I'm not going to do it right now. But Okay, so you're a bitch. Anybody who's listening to this, message Millhouse and tell him he's a bitch for not messaging that girl and saying that he wants to hang out. What's the worst that could happen? Well, you know, I do get rejected from her and then, you know, it's weird at work. That's what I'm most concerned about. Here's the thing. If a girl rejects you and you're not a creep... It's going to be like you farted. That's it. Yeah. It'll be like you farted and then the moment's going to pass. Yeah. You're, pro- you're more than likely right. I know I'm right. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any words of wisdom for 2021, Taylor? <sighs> um, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Don't be afraid to be who you are. And express yourself. Be nice to people. Don't pick fights with people. Don't put people down for what they believe. Encourage civil discussion. Try and have heart-to-hearts with people. If, if they seem like an open-minded person and you actually want to talk to them, talk to them. If there is a pretty girl that you want to go out with or a dude, you know, for any chicks that are listening or any anybody who has any sexual orientation listening... Don't be afraid to do it. Just go for it. 